welcome to Superfancast. My name is Chris. I'm joined by Matt, and this is season one, episode two of Faith No More. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing to say. I'm sorry. That's right. How's your week been? It's been, it's been all right. It's been busy. Um, I'm looking forward to this though because because Faith No More are one of my favourite bands, which probably means I'm going to get nil point in the quiz. Yeah, I do, do you know what? I I said this to um, to to our super fan when I spoke to him yesterday, but the questions that I wrote, I think because I I wasn't a massive Faith No More fan to start with. I probably thought that the questions were a bit tougher than they were, and then as the as the two weeks went uh, on, now I'm thinking there's certainly a couple of questions in there that are pretty easy for people that are casual fans of Faith No More. Are they going to be easy like a Sunday morning? Oh, he's pulling out the facts already. <laughs> <laughs> Have I answered the first question correctly? <laughs> no, no, you haven't. No, I don't. I, I don't want to get straight to it, but I don't. I don't know why they covered that. They they cover a lot of weird songs. I feel that I feel a little bit underprepared for this episode, even though I've listened to mountains of Faith No More and done loads of research. I do feel that they're a band that there's a lot of stuff hidden under lots of different rocks. Have you enjoyed listening to them? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have really enjoyed listening to them. But I have been listening to other stuff as well. I haven't just done Faith No More for two weeks. Wolf Alice, do you know Wolf Alice? I've heard of Wolf Alice. Um, their singer keeps on popping up on Spotify saying, Hi, this is Ellie from Wolf Alice. Oh, really? <laughs> Listen to our new album on Spotify. Oh. Um, but but <laughs> she sounds she sounds very nice. I thought they were obscure. They're obviously not obscure then, right? I don't know. Are they Are they obscure? What well, do they sound I like? I've not got my finger on the pulse. I don't I don't know what's popular and I don't know what's in the charts, but I just I just listen to what I like. But I did I, I came across Wolf Alice and I liked it and they do have an album out at the moment. Um, I've been listening to that, and I like it. It's a nice kind of dream pop. So I like I like a bit of dream pop. Dream um, pop, that's cool. Yeah. I uh, I discovered a band uh, that's that's piqued my interest. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, go on then. Can you pronounce um, it? Oh yeah, it's it's they're called Lard, spelled L A R D. Lard, American Lard. hardcore punk band. Yeah, so basically for my uh, for my covers band, um, we've got the song The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News on our set list. Right. So I was looking it up on Spotify um, to play along. <laughs> and, you know, Spotify, it, it recommends things. It's like, if you like The Power of Love, what about The Power of Lard? <laughs> So I was like, "That's this is intriguing," and it's it's there's an album with this massive fat worm on the front, and I had to listen to it just with the name, and um, yeah, it's absolutely absolutely bonkers. I love I love bands with really crazy names, but uh, the the lyrics I, I just I'm just bringing them up. It's yeah, it's just bonkers. Lard is all. Lard is divine. Lard is in control. Lard is in your hair. It's on your clothes. It's in the road. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I see. 1989, The Power of Lard. So I'm listening to that and also listening to um, Debbie Harry's solo stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, her first album called, I think it's called Cuckoo, K-O-O-K-O-O. Um, the, the album cover is really iconic. It's it's by H.R. Giger, you know, the, the crazy yeah. Swiss artist. Um, so it's a picture of her face with, like, weird spikes 
going through it and it's it's proper gothic and obscure um and it's it's like weird uh new age disco but the way she's singing it's a bit off kilter and punky and strange and it's taken me a couple of listens and people are saying oh yeah by the like the 10th listen you you, you start to get to like it so <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing or not well but, yeah i'm enjoying it there are a lot of good albums out there that don't sound good on the first attempt some of the best yeah. albums yeah, yeah. We yeah. got, got an email earlier this week from Joe from Leeds, who was uh, a oh. fan on episode one. Nice. He said, listen, listen to the episode, great work. And I've also had a listen to My Vitriol, because mm. I mentioned it at the beginning of episode one. So obviously heard that, and he thought, I'll give that a listen. And he said, it's a good album. So I had to promptly email him back and just correct him that it's not a good album. <laughs> it's, the, it's the greatest masterpiece, musical masterpiece yeah, ever I'm created uncultured swine <laughs> yeah. but that's one of those albums in the, I, I think that's why it's gone under the radar for a lot of people because it you can't you listen to it once and you don't get it and so it's not mm, it's not yeah. accessible you have to persevere with it um, yeah yeah but yeah we'll that, get is, there. that is the greatest album ever made just in case anyone's anyone's wondering <laughs> other than joe from leeds i didn't get any uh any other emails from people this week that's sad um it be sad. there's been positive comments on social media though yeah. Um, we now have a Facebook page. It's it's called uh, Super Fancast, surprisingly. <laughs> so so look for that on Facebook and there it is. And there's there's random musical facts and updates and all that. Did you see the facts that I put up on, on Twitter about uh, Buckethead? Having yes. Having yeah. the most albums, the most studio albums of any other artist. Yeah, yeah. 317 studio albums. I've listened to probably three of them. Um, do you reckon they're worthy? Because there was a series within that 317 that I was looking at, and it was like a Halloween series where they were titled like the first day, the second day, the third day. So I get the impression he was just going into the studio every day and recording half an hour of music yeah. and then calling that yeah. a studio album. Yeah, I I, th I think so. Um, so it's it's I, I guess it's cheating in a way, maybe. Um, because they're not, I don't think they're arrangements, they're more like jam sessions. Yeah. Um, but he is very, very talented. Um, yeah, he is. And, uh, yeah, he's very clever. He does very clever things. Definitely. And he's got a bucket on his head. And he's got a bucket on his head, yeah, which is always a win. I would respect a man more if he can pull off a bucket on his head. Yeah, yeah. I also just wanted to quickly touch upon, before we get into Faith No More, um, the sound quality in the last episode, just for listeners. We're we're learning as we go. This is the first time we've done this, and um, don't have all the equipment <laughs> yet. And uh, the, yeah, the call with Joe from Leeds was was a real piece of work getting it to a level where we could publish it. Um, it was recorded on a couple of cups with a piece of string tied between. Them. <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> you should you should hear the original though. The original audio was awful. It yeah. was, I almost thought it was unusable, um, but but luckily I got it to a point where it was usable. So um, if anyone managed to persevere through the episode one and is listening to this, I think we've, we've really achieved something.
Faith No More are an American alternative metal band that formed in the early 80s in San Francisco. I don't want to take like hundreds of tangents, every, you know, especially with the first sentence already, I'm going to go off on tangents but or, or add caveats. But there's, there's a couple of caveats to say here. So it says here alternative metal band, but mm. from my perspective, it's kind of hard to, to put any genre on Faith No More. There's such a, a yeah. broad uh, sort of varied sounds. With the, through that about their career, yeah, the 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 Faith No More nerds out there will be saying actually they were formed in nineteen seventy nine. That was my second caveat. Yeah, see, I don't think they're formed in nineteen seventy nine. But then, but then they were so different then. Yeah. Um, well, they like weren't Faith really No More either. They weren't the same different. Lineup, different. And they didn't even have the same name. So. That's true, and they they sounded completely different. Yeah. Like, it's from another another planet. Yeah, I think I think a different lineup and different name is the definition of a different band. Hmm. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's actually true. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I would say 1983 is when they settled as as Faith No More. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If people wanna if people wanna tweet us, um, feel free. Um, I may or may not respond, but but I'd say <laughs> they formed in 1983. So you're wrong. <laughs> um, their third studio album was released in 1989, and that was that was where they. Uh, really made their name that reached platinum status in the US gold in the UK is nominated for two Grammys um, and that's probably it's fair to say that that's the sound that a lot of people know from Faith No More yeah the real thing the real thing then between 84 and 97 they released six studio albums they went through a few different lineups they kind of settled on settled on one lineup really from the real thing onwards um for the most part, um, but they went through a few different lineups, and then they announced their split uh, in '97 um, to allow the band members to focus on individual projects. Sorry, in '98 they announced their split. They reformed in 2009 with the same lineup, and then went on to release a seventh studio album in 2015. And as we speak, they're still together. They've got a tour booked. I thought they had a tour booked next year, but it turns out they've actually got U.S. dates later this year as well. So, yeah, 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 and they've got they've got European um, dates lined up as well. All right, so yeah, busy busy boys. Mm. What's your history with Faith No More? Um, well, uh, I I love I love these guys. Um, so a long time ago, I was hanging out with some friends, and one of them was like, "Check out this ridiculous music," and it was. Um, Litany Four by John Zorn. It was it's it's that piece I sent you, um, where Mike Patton is basically just doing all this kind of crazy gibberish with his voice, and uh, and random screaming. Um, but it's not random because it's 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 arranged that way. It's a composition. That's and that's thought, really hard to believe when you listen to it. Yeah, well, if you if you look at it online, uh, see some live footage then Mike Patton is reading off a sheet of <laughs> off a sheet of paper I'd love to see that piece of paper yeah. <laughs> just uh, it, yeah it'd, it'd be like some weird um, abstract art piece um, so after that I was like well I need to check out ch check these guys out but I didn't it took, me, it took me forever and then my during my driving test I was trying to concentrate on my driving test and the guy 
um, testing me, he just put his feet up on the on the dashboard and he was drinking a can of Lilt and he was like, hey man, have you heard of Faith No More? They're, they're really cool. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to drive, trying to pass my test. He's like, yeah, you got to check them all out. You know, they do some really good stuff. Um, he just Sorry, wasn't... this was the test instructor? Or the tester, whatever he's called. No, the tester, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was just trying to distract me. Um, but because of because of that, um, I I bought a big box set of four. Well, let's see, it's the real thing, up to album of the year. Um, it was all of those together for like a tenner, and I've listened to them to death, absolutely to death. Um, and I follow Mike Patton's projects. Um, not that I want to make this all about Mike Patton, but I I really like him. But I don't know much about them as a band. I just love their music, and I'll I'll happily play their music all yeah. you know every day. Yeah, it's probably fair to say we could do another episode about Mike Patton. Mm, um, yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of content on him, and he's got his arms in, got his fingers in lots of different pies. He does, yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm ashamed to say that I don't really have much history with Faith No More at all. Um, I obviously knew Epic. Mm. and I've played that yeah. song a lot over the years and I don't mm-hmm. really know why I didn't dig deeper mm. into Faith No More maybe I did dig dig deeper and I just don't remember it because I didn't find anything that, that struck me mm-hmm. I think that yeah. uh, you know, having done a lot of a lot of listening a lot of research over the last couple of weeks I think that Epic and a few other tracks from The Real Thing are quite unique sounding and there, there aren't really uh, there isn't a great deal of other Faith No More stuff that sounds like that necessarily. Uh, it's it's very poppy and accessible. So yeah, yeah, they they went a lot more obscure after that album. Yeah, I think. I, d- I have discovered though that there are there were other tracks that I knew by them through listening to their other albums. Um, there there were definitely other tracks I knew. I just definitely didn't know they were Faith No More. But um, you know, Ashes to Ashes, I definitely knew that song. Falling to Pieces, Midlife Crisis, probably mm. all the hits. Um, mm-hmm. I knew all those tracks. I just couldn't have told you that they were Faith No More. So yeah, mm, I've, yeah. I've got very yeah. That, that's really it. My my background with Faith No More. Mm. So rules of the game. I've got five questions to help us discover a bit more about the band. We will also be asking those five questions to a self-proclaimed superfan to find out if they're a fan or a fraud. Today's superfan is Doug from Ohio, who we're going to meet a little bit later. You're going to get one point per correct answer. If you get five points, you can take the title of superfan. Anything less than that, we'll, um, we'll decide where you sit on the scale. So question one. What famous female vocalist fronted Faith No More for six months in 1983 <laughs> to 1984? Courtney Love. <laughs> and you're laughing because you sent me a video of Courtney Love yesterday. Yeah, I just had to. There's there's footage of, I think they're all about 18, and she she looks like a mess. Yeah. Um, but that's the only She's footage I could find. Now, she still looks like a mess. So. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> but it's like uh, it's 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 just like a totally different band, and it's it's one it of those is. strange things. Like Courtney Love was in this band; it's crazy. Yeah, but she was a, she was um, in the nicest way possible, and nobody back then. She was just a, a, a late teen uh, who was looking to sing in a band. Yeah, yeah. I think she was 
she was exploring all down the all down the west coast trying to find mm. find a band that she could make a living out of yeah i i mean needlessly i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it <laughs> no but as 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 a piece of history music history it's fascinating it is it's it's a really yeah it's a it's an odd twist i did think it was i thought it was obscure to start with but um yeah, as I say, the the more that I read and the more interviews that I watched, and it does come up in quite a lot of interviews with them. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I guess a lot of fans would would have known that. Um, but it's but it's still interesting. Uh, the vi- yeah. I, I saw a video before you sent me um, uh, that that longer one yesterday. I did see a video of her singing "Blood," which is on the second Mosley album. Um, and, oh right, yeah. And I wrote in my notes here, it's pretty awful. <laughs> 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 Maybe it was the song, but the style didn't suit her. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's about it, really. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be joining them on like a reunion gig or anything. No, but what's funny is that they did seem to like her. Billy Gold, I had a quote here from Billy Gold saying um, she was good because she was annoying as hell and really aggressive. But unfortunately, the fans hated her. <laughs> <laughs> God, and um, and and uh, and Roddy uh, really liked her to the point where they dated for a little bit in their in their younger years. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting um, <laughs> dynamic, isn't it? It is. During uh, the recording of King for a Day, that was around the time when Kurt Cobain died. Right. So Roddy was very upset, you know, about that and going through a lot of other issues. But um, that's why he's hardly on the album at all, because oh, right. things like that. Yeah, he was he was devastated for Courtney. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of other vocalists. Interesting. Interestingly, after Chuck Mosley, do you know who else was considered for the role Con- of the new vocalist? Considered or actually sung with them? Considered. Okay. Mm, uh, no, then. Chris Cornell. Oh right, no, I definitely from, didn't know that. From Soundgarden. Yeah, that's that's who the um, producer wanted. Interesting. And yeah. where was Soundgarden at that point? Where was was there a Soundgarden? Um, there, yeah, there was a sound garden, yeah. Um, but it was it was before they were super huge. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, there was there was their psychedelic years. Yeah, well, that was a good decision with with uh, Mike Patton. I think so. I think um, so. Yeah. Then Chuck Mosley came along. He was the first of the two legitimate singers for Faith No More. Um, Chuck met Billy Gould in '77. And joined. Oh yeah, so Chuck joined joined Billy's band as as a keyboardist. Now I don't okay. think I'm going to hurt anyone's feelings by saying Chuck has not got the most. Um, he doesn't have. He doesn't have the greatest range or pronunciation. No. Or <laughs> he can't do six octaves. He certainly can't do. Six, he can. He can knock out about a quarter of an octave. I reckon. <laughs> um, so he's he's a really interesting choice. I mean, he's a character. But um, I wasn't surprised to see that he, his first uh, his first role in 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 Billy's band was keyboardist, not not vocalist. Mm. He's very charismatic, isn't he? He is charismatic, yeah. Um, and then he moved to a punk band called the Hair Bad Haircuts. Were they called or the Haircuts? Haircuts that kill. There we go. <laughs> haircuts that kill. <laughs> yeah, not a great bad name. Not a great name for a band. Yeah. And I don't know what he was doing in Haircuts that Kill. I don't know if he was on vocals or keyboards again. Scissors. I know that could have been on scissors. Funnily enough, he does have a haircut. He does have a uh, an odd haircut, doesn't he? So, 
Maybe that's he why does. they hired him. Purely, well, he did. <laughs> purely based off his looks. Yeah, he did. And then he joined Faith No More somewhere between 80... So, yeah, depending on where you look, somewhere between 83 and, and even some places say 85. So it was somewhere in that in that period mm. where he officially joined as their, as their front man. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I must say, until two weeks ago, I didn't actually know about Chuck Mosley. I didn't know about that period of Faith No More, those first two albums. Yeah. Uh, he's, it's definitely grown on me. I didn't like it at all to start with. But yeah. I think Introduce Yourself is, is quite a quite a likable album. It's, yeah, it it's is. quite cute. Yeah. There's, there's some good um, anthems on it, I think. Yeah. It's just very different than, than the latest stuff. And, it, and that's why this band is so hard to, to review, really, because you can't compare an album like that to, say, Soul Invictus. It's, it's completely incomparable. No, it's a no different way. genre of music, different bands, different... Yeah. But but Introduce Yourself, I feel, is ah, it's funky and fun. And ah, I just like... Yeah, I like it. It definitely grew on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot too. of space in the music as well it's a nice clean sound, a lot of space yeah, everything comes through in on that album and on the first album uh, I get, maybe it was not recorded quite as well or, I don't know they had a much lower budget for that one yeah, I guess uh, but by, by Introduce Yourself it, uh, yeah, it's a very clean sound and it's really easy to listen to and uh, and Chuck's voice even grew on me yeah yeah, me too. Yeah. Easy Street was the first band that that Mike was in. So some of the some of the websites you look at see the progression of the early years of Faith No More from Easy Street, which can we just say is an awful name for a band? Yes. To Sharp Young Men, then Faith No Man, mm-hmm. and Faith No More. Yeah. Now Easy Street was Mike Borden, Jim Martin, and the early Metallica bassist Cliff Burton. Oh, really? He was in yeah. that as well? He was in that as well, yeah. Wow. Um, and then Mike left Easy Street, which I guess... Def- well, they they broke broke up Easy Street because Mike didn't like Jim. And I guess at that point, <laughs> he didn't realise that a few years down the line, Jim was going to join Faith No More. Um, wow. And they were going to have to work together again. But that was the reason that Easy Street split. And then Mike joined... Um, uh, 1981, yeah. Borden left Easy Street because of frictions with Jim Martin. Uh and joined the post-punk outfit Sharp Young Men. Yeah, so that's so that's the progression of it. And then Sharp Young Men evolved into Faith No Man, which again, sorry guys, is not a good name for a band. Faith Dot No Man. It's it's it sounds really pretentious. It's very odd. Yeah, and apparently there's a there was a quote from Mike Borden saying that uh, it was meant to mean faith in no man, which doesn't make any sense. It still doesn't make any more sense. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have uh, left it as faith dot no man. Faith in no man sounds sounds at least sounds like a sentence. Do you want a sentence for a band name? Uh, I don't know. Faith no more sounds better. Faith no more sounds better. And apparently the no more was because um, Mike Morris, who was a vocalist at the time that they were faith no man, he left, and so the no more was because. The man had gone. His nickname, <laughs> Mike Morris's nickname, was the man. Well, all the others were just boys. Yeah, I wonder if he gave himself. That's the kind of nickname someone gives themselves, isn't it? Yeah. All right, you ready for question two? Yes. That was easy. That one. Yeah, it was an easy one. Uh, yeah, we'll see. There's, there's definitely one more easy one in there, but we'll see how the others go. So, question two: Who were Faith No More due to tour with in 1998 when they announced their split? 
due to tour with? Um, oh, he doesn't know it. Was it due to tour with? So they didn't tour with them. So they didn't tour with them, but they were going to. Can I answer that? Yeah, I can. Yeah, they didn't tour was, with them because they announced it, their split. Was it was was it the Chili Peppers? It was not. Faith No More <laughs> wouldn't tour with the Chili Peppers. No, but I thought that was going to be the obscure, no. you know, interesting fact. All right. No, no they but, wouldn't, would they? That's stupid. Absolutely. No, no, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. No, Aerosmith. <gasps> oh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Oh. Not uh, not two bands I would want to see on the same night. I don't think Faith No More and Aerosmith. Yeah, super different. Very different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were due to tour in 1998, and then uh, I don't know when the tour was meant to begin, later in 98, um, and then they announced their split in about April time and cancelled, and so they didn't right. end up touring. I don't know who I don't know who Aerosmith replaced them with, but yeah, that, that was that was all meant to happen in 98. Wow. Yeah, it's strange. Some uh, some bands are put together and they they don't seem to fit much. Yeah, some other bands that they've toured with in the past. 1992, they were on the road with Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Soundgarden. Those, you know, Metallica, Soundgarden, they work, I think. Guns N' Roses probably works as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, 1990. Oh, oh, I was going to say Limp Bizkit later on. Yeah, 1997, Limp Bizkit. Faith No More fans would boo Limp Bizkit. I I found an archived chat room from April 1998 where people were discussing a Philadelphia show where Limp Bizkit opened up for Faith No More. And they mm. were saying that Fred Durst spent the whole gig flipping his finger at the crowd and asking <laughs> if anyone wants a fight. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, one, one guy called them Fisher-Price, my first corn. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it sounded awful. Yeah, they sounded those like were the days. Things. The new metal days. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a bit pre-new metal, wasn't it? That was, uh, I guess Limp Bizkit were one Paved, paved the way. I don't know if you want to go down in history as paving the way for new metal, but I don't, I don't know. Limp Bizkit, I've kind of purged from my brain. It was not a good time in music. No, Limp Bizkit. No. Yeah, there was another on that again on that archive chat room from April nineteen ninety eight. One guy was talking about how the guitarist from Limp Bizkit smashed his guitar and stormed off stage because they were getting booed. Oh, and there was a little bit of a rivalry between. Well, I don't know if rivalry is the right word, but I don't think. Um, the reason that Faith No More fans were booing Limp Bizkit was because there were rumours that Mike Patton had apparently started a rumour that he'd heard Limp Bizkit talking shit about them backstage, which is why the, the Faith No More fans would, would boo Limp Bizkit. But yeah. I think also because Limp Bizkit are just morons. Yeah, but that does seem like the sort of thing Mike would do. Yeah. He's he's a bit of a practical joker and oh, you know, he, does like to, he does like to troll... You know, there's 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 rumours about him, you know, taking a dump in Axl Rose's orange juice. <laughs> it didn't actually happen, but that that was quite a widespread <laughs> I didn't thing. Read that. I didn't read that. Yeah, and just put it back in the fridge. <laughs> That's a good one. And he had a long he had a long feud with Anthony Kiedis, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because. Because it's, I think it's just about that one video, isn't it? it, it um, epic, yeah. I think that's epic. where it started. Yeah. So apparently, Anthony Kiedis saw the the video of Epic, and he was like, "This is like looking in a mirror," and he's that's quoted. It. And it's really like. Also, he said, "Sorry to to interrupt you, but he also said, can 'Can't they find their own sound?'" 
I'm sorry, but that does not sound like the Chili Peppers. No, it doesn't sound anything like. But then, then early Chili Peppers sounds actually no. Early Chili Peppers does sound a bit like Epic, just a bit. But even so, and, you oh, know, the rest of the funky. album. They've both got a funk vibe to them. The rest of the album doesn't sound like Epic. Um, but I was I was going to say, um, Anzikidis, he's he's quoted as saying, or I haven't got the words right, but it's something like. I wanted to get my drummer to to go around to Mike Patton, cut his feet off and his hair, so he has to force him to choose a new style. Jesus. And uh, Mike Patton is quoted as saying, "This, you know, it's just free publicity, so it's yeah. fine." I feel I could do get the impression whenever I see interviews with um, Mike about it that Mike couldn't really care less, but Anthony no. Hughes seems genuinely wound up constantly about it. Yeah, really angry, really angry. Yeah, he he did some damage to Mr. Bungle though. In that he, Chili Peppers were on a few festival lineups with at the same time as Mr. Bungle, which is yeah uh, Mike Patton's uh, other band, and uh, Chili Peppers refused to play if they didn't take Mr. Bungle off the lineup. Yeah, it's it's just Super petty, childish. isn't it? Very so childish. petty. I mean, Mike. I mean, Mr. Bungle doesn't. I mean, obviously that doesn't sound anything like the Chili Peppers. No, Mr. Bungle is is they're such a fun band. Yeah, it's like avant-garde. Well, how would you describe them? It's it, it's, it's not avant-garde, but it, it, it um, yeah, art house. Yeah, with like jazz and funk and heavy metal and yeah, everything else. It's really good. I, I really do. <laughs> Screaming. Like, um, I forget the names of the albums, but um, California. Oh, and that's the other. Sorry, I've, my brain's all over the place. That's the other the Chili Peppers thing, isn't it? So, Mr. Bungle was about to release California in the same week or. Same, same day. Out. Oh, same day I think, as I think it was the same day. from Chili Peppers. And the yeah. label... Was it the same record label? Uh, yeah, it's the same label. Yeah, Warner so Brothers. they decided to postpone Mr. Bungle's uh, California. Yeah, to yeah. To prevent... Uh, <laughs> well, I guess to, to, to not... Um, yeah, cause a fight. Or... <laughs> it's yeah, quite a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> it is quite a coincidence, yeah. But yeah, I forget the names of the albums. That that California album I really like, and the one that's got the face of the clown on the front. Don't know what that's uh, called. That's, that's just called Mr. Bungle, I think. Right. Yeah, I've listened to that one a lot. A few years back, I listened to that one a lot. I think when you 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 introduced it to me a couple of years ago, um, and I remember listening to that one a lot. Another interesting act uh, that mm, I've just got the name of the act here, so I don't know who was supporting who, but 1990 they were on tour with Billy Idol. All oh, right. So 1990 okay. was Chuck Mosley years, wasn't it? Must have been, mm, or not? No, I think no. Patton joined in nineteen eighty nine. I think. When did the real thing come out? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. Well, it was recorded in eighty nine. Yeah, I'd rather see yeah. Faith No More than Billy Idol. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm not sure that was a good, a good match. All right, shall I go to question three? Sure. Okay. How are you feeling? Well, I was feeling good at the, the start, and now I'm not so feeling so good. You've done. Oh, you got one out of two, didn't you? I just hope I get more than two, like yeah, I did well, in the last episode. Unfortunately, question three is not looking good for you. Uh-oh. Question three is a tough one. This is a real tough one. Um, just to ex- explain you know, why I threw a few tough ones in there was because our original superfan we were going to get on the show, unfortunately, he couldn't make it, and we found another superfan to, um, to come onto the show. The first superfan, um, I got the impression from him that uh, he was going to know everything that has ever happened to any of the guys throughout their entire lives and every every note of music they've ever released. I was really terrified. 
that I wasn't going to be yeah. able to write a question that he couldn't answer. So <laughs> I did write a couple lit- that, yeah, that I thought would... Um, he literally had his own Faith No More museum. Yeah, it looked like a, a, an entire room in his house um, for Faith No More. So question three. The album cover of Soul Invictus features a Halloween photo taken from which book by Ossian Brown? Oh, my God. I have not got a clue mm. from a book. Um, yeah. Wait, is it... Wait, so the, is this the front cover? Yeah. So the, the mask It's the front cover, from... but I think the rest of the sleeve does contain the photos from that same book. Is this a fiction book? It's giving you, giving you so many clues. It's a collection of photos. The book is a collection of photos. Oh, no, I, I can't do it. I can't. Sorry. Uh, the book Go is called it. Haunted Air by Ossian Brown. Mm. It's a collection of uh, Halloween photos from way back when. And they're all super creepy, as old Halloween mm. photos are. Yeah. So that's what oh. that photo is. Yeah, it's from Haunted Air by Ossian Brown. It's a super creepy looking book. You'd love it. Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Ossian yeah, Brown. I, I don't know much about Ossian Brown, but just that one sentence I do know. Ossian Brown is a is a musician as well from a band called Coil. I've Coil. heard of them. Mm. Coil. Yeah. For some reason, Soul Invictus took up less the least of my attention in in preparing for this. So <laughs> that's really annoying. <laughs> I mean, I I do like it as an album, um, but I didn't think to to look into the the, the photography. See, I looked into the photography on that one because I think that, uh, well, look, they've only had seven albums, so it's not going to take forever. Let's go through each of the albums. So the first one, We Care A Lot, rubbish cover. What's going on with that with that album cover? Am I the only one in the world that thinks it looks like the flag of Israel? At first, I thought, when I was, when I was younger, I thought it was the flag of Israel. That must and, be deliberate, um, right? Why, why would you put no, cause, the No, because it's, it's not, because the Israeli flag's got six points and, and yeah, their know, symbols got eight so i know but it's clearly meant like there's no way that they didn't think this looks like the israeli flag no way you can't tell maybe, me they didn't think that maybe i don't know maybe there's a i'd, I'd like to know the reason behind yeah. the, the symbol but it is their their symbol still i did have a look to find out what about you know what where the symbol came from why the album cover looks like that for we care a lot because it is a very odd album cover. It doesn't tell you anything about the music. It's quite a punky sounding album. That yeah. album cover does not look punky at all. It looks like a gospel. And also the fact the band is called Faith No More. It contains the word faith. The album yeah. called We Care A Lot. It looks like a gospel album. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It really does. Yeah. Oh, I can't unsee it now. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I didn't know the band and I saw that in a record store, I'd think that was gospel or something similar, mm. you know, that... Even the name of the album, We Care A Lot, sounds... It just doesn't sound like Yeah, fun. that's true. Although then maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe they're trying to yeah, be ironic, because that, that is what they're like. Yes. They're, they're jokers. Introduce Yourself, I think, is a much better album cover. Super simple. So it's, uh, it's like a white background with a black paint splat on it. And that's really yeah. it. And then it's got the text in yellow. Yeah, Job done. Yellow, chunky text. But it's cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they had a really um, intricate art piece and then someone accidentally spilt some ink on it. It's like, oh, <laughs> no, we've got to send it to the printers. Just send it. <laughs> and then for the real thing, they went backwards again. And I'm sorry, the real thing is not a good album cover. It's <laughs> it's just a collection of three different images that don't work together. 
what is it? It's like it's like a milk splash with fire. Yeah, so it's out got it. like the background is like a scorched earth, uh, like volcanic rock, I think, and then it's got a milk splat, which uh, I'll forget because I haven't written it down. But that milk splat is from a famous photograph by by an engineer who developed a camera that takes really fast um, images. So he photographed a, a milk droplet splatting like that. Wow. So that's what that milk droplet comes from. And then flames coming out of it. But they don't work. The three photos don't work together. I don't, I, it doesn't work together, but I, I think it's really iconic, the, the, the front cover. Mm. You know, if I saw that in the shot, it would draw me to it. Really? Yeah, I think so. So Angel Dust. It's got a beautiful, it's a great egret. That's what it's called, oh, I think. Right. It's yeah, something yeah. like a heron. Um, the Egyptian it's one, very pretty. Is it an Egyptian bird? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it looks, it looks, it looks something like that. Um, it's very pretty and all airbrushed and soft. And then on the back, it's what would you say? It's it's an image of a cow hanging on a meat hook. Mm. And um, the the band members said that it's basically to show that the album is about extremes. Yeah. So it's. Mixing the beautiful with the sick. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. As I say, I think the front cover, it, it works, but not necessarily for this album. It's a nice it's a nice album cover, and it, it would draw me in. The mm. whole... Yeah. Would it draw you more... Would, you, would it draw you more in if, you, if they had the, uh, the meat hook on the front instead? <laughs> if they had the meat hook on the front, I'd probably think it's like a Primus album or something like that. It's the... Not, not necessarily. <laughs> cannibal sure. Corpse. Or, or maybe Cannibal Corpse, yeah. Then King for a Day, I do think, has got quite a cool album cover. It's got like a um, yeah, a cartoony cop and a dog, and the dog's snarling. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. And they did well with that one. Album yeah. of the Year, that's uh, um, another one of them trying to... Uh, I think they were trying to be clever with this one. So the front cover is the Czechoslovakia, or the first president of Czechoslovakia, Thomas Masaryk. And then the rest of the artwork shows yeah. images of his funeral. <laughs> yeah. When I first got this album, I thought it was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that would have been a better cover. Yeah. Just a actually, picture of Colonel Sanders. Just a picture of Colonel Sanders, yeah. Actually, this cover I don't mind, Like, regardless of who that is. Um, it's quite a striking cover. I quite like it. Um, it's also interesting that he's waving goodbye on the front cover, and that was their last album. Yeah, yeah. Like I wonder if they... That. They knew it would be, yeah. yeah. Although it wasn't their last time, but at the time it was basically, this That's is our yeah. the end of our career. Yeah. So I think overall, on the whole, unfortunately, I don't think Faith No More do a particularly good album cover. And they're a bit hit and miss. The Solid yeah. Victus one is cool. Yeah. That's definitely a cool cover. And that, that does draw yeah, me it in. Is. Um, and the book by Austin Brown. So yeah, it's a collection of, of old Halloween photos. It's really creepy. And the rest of the the artwork throughout Sol Invictus have photos from that from that book in there. Cool. Um, I'll check yeah, that out. Not much more to say on that. Might as well go to question four. Okay. Question four, I think you've got. This one's a little bit nicer. Who wrote the lyrics for Be Aggressive? It was Roddy Bottom, the keys player. It was indeed. Yeah. And that is a song about... Fellatio. <laughs> Fellatio. <laughs> Oral sex. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he wrote that as a joke on Mike to get him to sing 
sing about it, and Mike doesn't seem so bothered by it. I think he'd, he'd sing anything, wouldn't he? He will. Yeah, he doesn't care. He'll just do anything. Uh, yeah, but it's not very. Think... It's not very subtle either. Like it's very clearly. It's very clear what it's about when you hear it. Well, ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> I swallow. I swallow. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's, it's a pretty vulgar song. So Roddy is. Uh, Roddy is a homosexual. He mm-hmm. came out in. He came out in an interview in 1993 with a San Francisco yeah. magazine called The Advocate. But what's interesting is, so he came out in 93, Angel Dust was released in 92, and this song was yeah. on, on Angel Dust. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, when, when this song was released and his, his credit was on there as writing it, I guess it was just played off as a joke, wasn't it? Uh, it must have been, yeah, yeah. But maybe he was, he was hinting at something. Yeah. But the rest of the band must have known, right? It, he came out publicly, but I'm sure the band, his bandmates knew. Yeah, must have, must have. Yeah. But there was a lot of talk. So I read quite a lot of articles with him um, where he talked about um, his, his choice to come out and make it public. And I suppose it was a different time in that I wasn't, I wasn't on the scene in the early 90s to know whether it was a, a lot more... Contro- I guess it was a lot more controversial at that point. And also maybe because of the genre of music, Faith No More make yeah but i was saying to was saying to the wife that you know growing up there were definitely bands that i listened to that had had uh, gay members you know it wasn't it wasn't a thing that i would have ever thought about that mm. yeah that it was an issue but yeah I guess 1992 was you know, probably five six years before i really started getting into music yeah i guess i guess with the metal scene it's very mm. how would you say it, it is it's... very macho it's very alpha yeah bands. You know, but yeah. a lot of bands, that all they, that's all they talk about, girls, 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 isn't it? And especially after, at that time, you'd come out of the 80s of all the hair metal, and okay, the, the hair metal guys wore makeup yes. and perms their hair, but, but they were also covered in scantily clad women in every video they released, and it's all they yeah. sung about. Yes, yeah. He, um, he's done some, he's done loads of work uh, outside mm. of Faith No More. He's, 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 also, he's also in a little band with his partner, um, I think they're called Man Man on Man or something. Yeah, um, I heard of Man on Man, but I didn't hear any, any music by them. I did listen yeah. to his other piece, uh, Imperial Teen. Yeah, that's very, very different. Yeah, it is incredibly different to, to Faith No More, yeah. But it's not bad, actually. And that, Funnily enough, I, I said to you, I think I might have said this offline, that I was listening to the Dandy Warhols earlier. Yeah. And I'd actually got into the Dandy Warhols this week because of Imperial Teen. I started ah. listening to some Imperial Teen, and, and and it reminded me and thought, oh, this reminds oh, me of Andy Warhols. Interesting. Something I found out, which I couldn't find any footage of, sadly, Roddy composed <laughs> or arranged, produced Sasquatch the Opera <laughs> for for the Edinburgh Fringe, I think. Oh, really? Um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was uh, an opera about a family of like hillbillies who basically con people into finding Bigfoot. But then one of the family meets Bigfoot and falls in love. Um, so it's, it's, it's that interesting angle. But he, he said that it's a bit like being a homosexual, you know, feeling like Sasquatch, feeling like an outsider, I guess. It's it's interesting uh, expression. It is definitely an interesting way of putting it. Mm. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would, yeah. Roddy's a really likeable guy. Is, and and I think that probably that that goes for the whole band actually. For a, for a metal band, they're all just quite down to earth, likable chaps. Yeah, definitely. Mike Borden as well. Did you see him? Uh, so he was on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with his with his wife. 
Was he? Yeah. No. And it wasn't a celebrity who wants to be a millionaire. He just wanted to be on who wants to be a millionaire. No way. I, wow. I don't know what year it was, but it was after Faith No More. It was during the the uh, the split period. It didn't go very well. I think he I think he got the thirty six thousand question wrong, dropped out. But yeah, again, oh, just wow. came across as a, just a nice chap. You wouldn't have thought he was uh, he was a drummer for mm. you know one of the biggest nineties metal bands. Yeah. Wow. But I like Roddy as well. Like Roddy's a nice guy, and the only the only one of the band that I didn't really get much, I didn't read into too much was Billy. I don't know a great deal about Billy. Yeah, um, he he seems he seems like a nice guy in interviews, and he has been busy with a few bands. He has. I've seen um, that. Yeah, his his name gets around. He's he got his fingers in a lot of pies, like the pattern. Producing as well. And producing, yeah, because he produced. Did, did he not produce uh, album of the year? Uh, no, I think he produced Soul Invictus. Ah, okay. I think that's it for yeah. question four. Yeah. So it was a simple one. It was a throwaway one just to so, make that's you good. feel so, like you were doing well. So <laughs> make me feel like it. full sense of security. <laughs> yeah. All right, question five. What What are we up to now? So we've got four questions and you've got... I've got two. You've got two so far. Right. So you've got to get this one right then, haven't you? To, yeah. To prove that you know Faith No More better than you know Supergrass. <laughs> God, that'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? That is that is the test. What would Patton say? He'd probably say like. <laughs> <laughs> question five: What is the only cover track on the original? Listen to the question because it's the you know this could throw you off. You've got to listen to the question. What is the only cover track on the original 1992 US release of Angel Dust? Yes. Um, this was a cover of the theme from the film Midnight Cowboy. Oh, you got it. Yes. For a bonus point, to pull it all back, do you know who Midnight Cowboy was by originally? Oh, God, no, I don't. It's all right. You still, got, you still got the point. It was by John Barry. John Barry, that's a name I, I know, but I can't remember who it is. Well, he's the guy who wrote Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> all right, <then. laughs> that's who it is. <laughs> right, well, he released that in 1969. Yeah. The reason I said the original 92 US release was because they then re-released it. Um, well, not re-released. They, uh, a, diff- a new version came out a year later, I think, 93, that had Easy on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the I Commodores. Think, yeah. And I think most versions beyond then had Easy on there. That's the last track. Yeah. yeah. But go, go back to what you said earlier about they do do some weird covers. So Midnight yeah. Cowboy is, is, a, is a good song, but they, they cover it pretty pretty true to the original sound it's not and and that's something i'm not a massive fan of in if you're going to cover a song give it give it a new twist yeah yeah and they tend to not do that you know with um uh what was the black sabbath one they covered uh, war pigs war pigs again with war pigs it's not different enough it, it sounds like they're just trying to copy the black sabbath version midnight cowboy is a great song but it's it is fairly similar to the original midnight cowboy and yeah. Easy again does not sound like Faith No More. It sounds like There's guys some... singing Easy by the Commodores. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah, it's really similar. Even the the, the guitar solo. Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. It's really strange. Yeah, but the, they've done they've done quite a few bizarre covers. They did a greatest hits album, and one of one of the tracks on it was "I Started a Joke" by the Bee Gees. Right. And that's the song that they performed on Channel Four's "The Word." That, oh, that really? clip I sent you. Yeah. So they started off playing Easy because that was the song they're supposed to promote. And then Roddy falls over on his keyboard like, Bleh. and then they start playing I Started a Joke by the Bee Gees. 
Oh, see, I didn't just, see them. I didn't see them play. I saw really the interview, strange. but I never saw them play. And if you if you look up the, they did a video of it, and it's it, the band aren't in it. I don't think, but um, Martin Freeman's in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 at some cabaret night, and he's watching someone perform this song. So how but, long ago you know, is that? Then? If Martin Freeman's in it. I think this was in ninety ninety nine oh, ninety eight. I have to have a look. Yeah, he's young. He's young there. Wow. Um, that uh, that interview on the word. So the yeah. word I feel is going to be a is going to be a, a common. You know, the more nineties bands that we do, we're going to talk mm. about the word a lot. And uh, you and I had never heard of the word. Never heard the word. Uh, <laughs> Has everybody heard about the word? <laughs> But it does seem that we're gonna, you know, every band from the '90s appeared on the word at some point. So there was a there was an interview with with Faith No More, um, and then this this performance that you're talking of, and uh, I think it's Terry Christian does the interview. Yeah, and it's an absolute train wreck. The interview is yeah. awful. It's so cringy. It's so uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable because he clearly doesn't know the band, and you know he's been given the questions. He doesn't know this band. Uh, it's quite clear. He he asks how the how things have been since Bill Martin left. And yeah, correct no, him and say, no, that's Jim. Who's that? Yeah. And then someone, I think it's Mike, threw, threw their water in his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're just, they're just like, just sitting there like, what are we doing here? Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very odd interview and it goes on way too long. Yeah. Um, really cringy. And yeah, I didn't see the performance. Maybe I sh- I'll go back and watch the performance. Yeah, have a look. See what the, the audience make of it. Mm. But they're they're reported as covering songs like Barbie Girl, I Believe I Can Fly, oh, um, right. st- stuff like that live, which and I'd love to hear Barbie Girl by Mike Patton. Yeah, I seem to remember reading something about that, whether it was Faith No More or whether it was one of Mike's other projects, and he, he covered a whole bunch of weird ones like that, pop songs, Yeah, um, which doesn't surprise me from him. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to hear it. If they, if they, if they are just going to do them as true to the originals as possible <laughs> <laughs> you know add a, add a twist i also I, I also don't like an obvious cover like the, i don't like it when people cover a song that was already a hit i quite like it when someone covers a song that you don't even realize is a cover because they've picked yeah. an obscure song from a band you've yeah. never heard of you know i've been lis- i listened to a little bit this week uh, to a band called the wipers all right they're an amazingly prolific band for, for someone no one's ever heard of but uh, I got into the wipers because on the on the second CD of the re-release of uh, Fine Lines by My Vitriol, <laughs> I like to slip my vitriol into as many conversations as possible. Um, Very subtle. They did a cover of a song called Wait a Minute by the Wipers. And I thought, I've got to hear this band, the Wipers. So I started listening to them. And that's that's the kind of covers that I like. You know, they, they did a new twist on it. It doesn't sound like the original. It sounds way better than the original. But um, it makes you go back and discover a band that you've never heard of. You know, listen to yeah. music that you wouldn't normally listen to. If you're going to cover War Pigs, you know, mm. I, I already know Black Sabbath. It's not going to make me go, oh, I'm going to go listen to Black Sabbath. Yeah. I think they just wanted it to be in their set list. Mm. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. They've also, it's it's more of a duet. Um, you know, do you know the song, um, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us by Sparks? Oh, am I going to have to ask you to sing it? Uh, oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> no, I probably, I probably would. I probably that's look it up. Look do. it up. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard it. It's really great. Mm. But they they do a cover slash duet with Sparks. Uh, it's on YouTube and it's it's really cool. Really cool. 
Hmm. Well, that's the end of brought us to the end of the five questions. Oh, I'm pleased. Uh, well, I mean, I say I'm pleased. I thought I'd, I thought I'd get a bit bored than three, but it's better than two. It's definitely better than two. I haven't come up with a name for all number of points yet. I think three is still out there. I don't know what we should call you if you get three out of five. I suppose you are a fan, but you're um, average fan. Average fan. Yeah. Sorry about that. Maybe, maybe I should have gone a little bit easier for you, but then at the Sad. same time, I wanted to really test the super fan. Um, I know. And well, you're going to hear in a bit how, how he did. Uh, how did Doug do? I want to hear how Doug did. You'll find out. Anyway, well done, mate. So we had a bit of interest over over this band. It didn't seem hard to find a Faith No More super fan. Um, I did get the vibe, you know, that there were yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of super fans out there, and people that are into Faith No More do seem to be really into Faith No More, which is interesting because they're not a band. They don't have hundreds of, of albums, uh, but but there are definitely some some mega fans out there. So many fan clubs, endless amount of, of fan clubs. Even just on Twitter, you know, I was I was trolling through Twitter and there's endless Faith No More groups. Mm. You think one or two is enough? You don't need to start a new group, but there's there's just loads. Maybe there's there's like warring factions. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, so there were there were loads of fans out there. We had we had a guy lined up. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it, and we really quickly, as soon as he he pulled out, we found somebody else. Uh, so uh, Doug contacted you, didn't he, on Facebook? Uh, well, I reached out to a Faith No More group on Facebook, and Doug seemed keen. Um, but I don't know what happened after that. You do. Uh, I'm in the dark of it. So. You're in the dark. So let's cut cut to Doug, and um, and you can see how he did, and we'll uh, we'll catch up in a bit. Cool. Doug, welcome to yeah. Superfancast. Glad to be here. Tell me, Doug, would you say you are a fan of Faith No More? I am a big fan of Faith No More. Yes. So tell us your history with with the band. Where did it all begin for you? So uh, it began for me on a family vacation in 1990, and the place that we stayed in South Carolina had cable television, and I saw MTV for the first time, and one of the first videos I ever saw was Epic by Faith No More, and I thought, look at these idiots. These guys are goofy, and I don't understand this music, and I made fun of it, and then within three days I was like, I love this band. Like this, this song is great. And then I bought the, you know, the real thing cassette and have just been a super fan ever since. Yeah. It's not, it's not waned at any point over the last 30 years. No, I mean, and you know, and then they took obviously a, a long break and, and, and uh, you know, I, I thought if there was any band that was never getting back together after they broke up, I thought it was them. So I pretty much when they broke up, I said, okay, I mean, that's, you know, that's that. I, I had a chance to see them live, you know, uh, several times, which is great. And I'm and I'm happy I got to see them. And I, you know, but I still just always love their music and, and all the guys stay active and do other bands. So I've kept in touch with their side projects and stuff and, yeah. you know, whatnot. But uh, but yes, I mean, they, they came back and, and put out a stellar album, you know, in 2015. And, you know, I, I, they're still going strong. And are you a, are you a memorabilia kind of man? I, you know, I totally would be, I'm, pro I'm, I'm too cheap to be one. Like I'd love to be one, you know, I'd love to have a lot of cool stuff. I have a couple of cool, you know, faith and more things. And, 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 uh, but really what I end up doing is a lot of stuff that I've had, uh, if I meet like another fan or whatever, and they, you know, I usually give them stuff. So I've probably given away more stuff than I've kept. 
And, and one thing I found with fans slash super fans is a lot of people can be a, a, a massive fan of a band and know their music inside out and back to front, but they don't know much about the people and about the band mm. themselves. Are you someone who has delved into that side of Faith No More? Well, so here's here like this is why I think this is going to be so interesting because like Faith No More, the guys are notorious for being kind of smart Alex, especially with the press. So like they have given out so much false information in interviews and said so many things to be sarcastic and bratty and funny and just to entertain themselves. So it's so hard to know what's true, what's not, you know, whatever. Like when they talk about, you know, meanings behind songs and stuff, you know, you hear five different stories for the same song and whatnot. So, and, and, you know, they say all kinds of stuff live, you know, they just, you know, their, their stage banter is great. So I feel like I know a lot, but like how much of it is true, how much, you know, who knows? So, so I guess on that note, then in order to judge your, your level of fandom, can -hmm. you give us one piece of perhaps obscure knowledge you have about faith no more, or even maybe a story that sums up your commitment to them? Oh yeah, no. Okay. So, um, I, I, I guess one story would be that at one point in my life, I was a, uh, a salesman and I, you know, I've got a, a wife and kids and I'm a somewhat responsible human being. And, uh, I, I quit my job and I, I went on tour with an old member of faith no more for two years. We did an acoustic tour together. Oh, wow. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely put you up there with, <laughs> with the, in the big leagues of fans, I think. It, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, two, two crazy years and, and it was, uh, pretty awesome, uh, you know, um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty unique experience. Wow. All right. Well, I think that set the stage then. So we'll get down to it. Now, I, I was not a, a massive Faith No More fan when I started mm-hmm. this. I thought two weeks ago that these five questions were pretty tough. And now I'm thinking <laughs> not so much. So, Well, well the good news is I'm like, you know, it's funny because as much as I know, like I'm also a space case. So like maybe you'll stump me, you know, it'd be something that you know, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of details, you know, I mean, if you ask yeah. like specific show dates or if you ask like, who knows? Let's see. The, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. So five questions. It's real simple. One point per question. Five points means you're a super fan or it's a, it's a title that you can choose to wear if you wish. Some people don't, <laughs> don't like the attention, but if you want to <laughs> become super fan, Doug, I think you're legally permitted to be to become that. All right. Well, that's yeah, it's, it's good to have options. Yeah. So question one, uh, we start off easy. What female vocalist fronted Faith No More for six months in 1983 to 1984? That would be Courtney Love. It is indeed. See, I th- that's one of the ones that I thought two weeks ago was pretty obscure. And now I realize everyone knows that, right? A, a lot of casual Faith mm. No More fans, you know, I think you could, you could stump with that. I, 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 I happen to, you know, I, I, I read uh, a great book by Adrian Hart about, uh, about Faith No More a couple of years ago called Small Victories. And, and he kind of talks about that in there. So, All right, strong start. One, one, one other one. All right. <laughs> so, question two. Who were Faith No More due to tour with in 1998 when they announced their split? Aerosmith. That answer is Aerosmith. All right. Yes, I, I, I interned at a classic rock radio station in 1997, um, into the beginning of 1998, and I remember them kind of talking about though like those rumors swirling and i'd seen aerosmith came to town uh and and i just thought 
what a weird combo. I mean, Aerosmith was so much bigger in the States than Faith and More, and then, but Faith and More is so much bigger, from what I gather, in, in like Europe than Aerosmith. So it would make sense to go over to Europe with Faith and More and try and bring some of the younger crowd with them. Yeah. Okay. Question three. This is good. It's really good. This, this one is a curveball, though. So we'll see. Oh, man. Question three. The album cover for Soul Invictus features <gasps> a Halloween photo taken from which book by Ossian Brown? Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, this is a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and I, you know, I know I've read an article about it, and I know okay. I've heard it discussed, but I'm blanking on the name. And, and I'm thinking of a couple specific people that, when they listen to this, are just going to roll their eyes. I, yeah, I'm, you got me. Okay. The, the, the album, the book, sorry, is called Haunted Air. Oh, man. It's a really creepy book. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a collection of, of old Halloween photos. Drawn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creepy. Um, man. Yeah, that was a tough one. But um, Man, I, I had a good start. Now it's all downhill, you know? Well, you've only got two left. Only got yeah. two left. So question four. Again, this is one of those ones that I thought was, was an absolute winner two weeks ago. But we'll see. Question four. Who wrote the lyrics for Be Aggressive? That would be Roddy Bottom, the keyboard player. Indeed it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, so while I was on this acoustic tour that I did, Roddy came out to a show with us in Long Island, New York, got up on stage and, and performed a song with us. He, he did a, he sang and played guitar and he, he, he played a, a song from his other band, Imperial Teen. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was quite a treat to play percussion along to him playing uh, one of his songs with us in, in uh, Long Island, New York. Wow. So how, how much of the band, I know obviously there's been lots of changes, but, but how many mm -hmm. people have you met? Um, I've, I've, I met the current lineup, uh, Mark Bowen, who was an early guitar player mm -hmm. uh, for them. Uh, and I met uh, Chuck Mosley, who was their former singer. And I also, um, in 95, when they toured, I met um, their guitar player at the time. Um, I met uh, on that album that they put out in 1995, King for Day, Fool for Lifetime, uh, Trace Bruntz, uh played guitar, and I've met him on a couple occasions at concerts, just, again, briefly saying hi and whatnot. You've done very well. All right, question five. Mm -hmm. What is the only cover track on the original 92 U.S. release of Angel Dust? Okay, so yeah, the original release would be Midnight Cowboy. That is correct. By. All right. Uh, 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 hold on. Okay. So Midnight Cowboy theme by uh, Henry Mancini. No, it's no. John Barry. No, John, John Barry. Barry. Yeah. No, that's okay. That wasn't the point. You got the point. Yeah, that's I, uh... very good. Uh, that, that question was a bit more of a mouthful than it needs to be, but that's because obviously they, they then re-released it with Easy on. Yeah, so at, at first I was like, okay, wait a minute, because, you know, but then, yeah, you said uh, you know, the first original release and, and whatnot, but... That's, that's really good. So out of five questions, you got four questions. <sighs> well, I'm disappointed in myself, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that was pretty tough. I wonder if you'd have got it if, if question four, instead of, sorry, question three, instead of asking about the Sol Invictus album cover, would you mm -hmm. have known who the character on the front of album of the year is? Oh, see, I see that's the same thing. So he was, uh, okay, let me think. Again, I read Bill Gold, the bass player, did an interview, and he talked about how that was 
the like king of like Czechoslovakia or something. Oh, very good. Yeah, he was the first first prime minister of Czechoslovakia. Prime minister, yeah, prime minister, yeah. Like, and, and I, and I, on a better day, I could probably think of his name as well. But um, yeah, when I so in '97 when that album came out, um, I I was interning at a at like I said a classic rock station, and they also owned a, a modern rock, you know, current rock radio station, and they sent in the. A single for uh, Last Cup of Sorrow, which was the first single they released in the States. In the UK, I think they released Ashes to Ashes first. And uh, they sent a mug, just a coffee mug. It just said, you know, Faith and More, Last Cup of Sorrow on it. And then the, the press kit had additional photos of uh, the, the Prime Minister of uh, the Czech Republic. So I, I, that was the first thing I saw about the album. And I was like, okay, this is bizarre. So that kind of always stuck with me. Well, I yeah. think based off, based off your knowledge of that one, I think in our hearts... You are a super fan, but oh, unfortunately, well. four out of five, you're a fan. You're a fan. Yeah. You're into yeah. it, but you're not taking it that seriously. Okay. Thanks, Doug. That was great. Yeah? You like that? Yeah. He's definitely a super fan. He's definitely a super fan. So and I, need to, I need to say that I've, I've cut out quite a bit from our conversation it was a bit of an abrupt ending there. The, the conversation went on quite a bit, and we talked a, a lot about his, you know, his his background. With uh, he mentioned he went on tour with one of the one of the band members, and mm. um, and so we've we've got a bit more content now. We'll we'll include that as uh, some extra content on on Patreon. Um, but I also want to mention that um, that Doug's got a book out about his about his travels with with Chuck Mosley. Um, no way. So if you check out Life on and Off the Road by Doug Esper, E-S-P-E-R. You can get it on Amazon. I think they do, a, they do a paperback version and a Kindle version on Amazon, so it's worth checking that out from his years nice. uh, on the road during uh, Chuck Mosley's solo stuff. Fabulous, fabulous. So yeah, if you want more of Doug, then uh, then sign up on Patreon and we'll, we'll get that content out there once we've got some got some people signed up on That's great. On Patreon. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, and um, and what he says about interviews is very true. They They do say a lot of bizarre things in the interviews um faith no more <laughs> um did you have a look at the the extra long video on youtube that's uh that's full of interviews from angel dust i looked at bits of it i looked i looked at most of the mike Patton interviews um but i mean that's a great place to start for this subject isn't it because i don't but i i'm really whenever he opens his mouth i'm never sure if he's being serious no um, he's talking no. about bands he's listening to at the moment, albums he likes, and yeah. um, he may well be into the new Barbra Streisand album when he says it. I, don't, I just don't know. You just you don't know what's true and what isn't. Yeah, the the I feel uh, slightly bad for the the lady who's interviewing him because mm. she's trying to she's get trying some. So hard. <laughs> she's trying to get some good nuggets about you know modern um, music scene. You know what what's what's good at the moment, and he's and he's spending ages thinking about it and he's saying oh you know i really like um uh right said fred and then, <laughs> yes. he, then he starts singing um i'm too sexy for my shirt <laughs> and paula abdul barbara streisand and george michael and she's like uh-huh uh-huh what about what about these bands what about these bands and he's like uh no i don't know i think music needs to go towards like easy listening um, like Tony Bennett, <laughs> Frank Sinatra, you know, <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's, it is really odd. Some of the stuff he says, 
but it's it's hard to know what's what's real and what's not. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the other guys' interviews. I saw the the beginning of that 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 video where it's just sort of them in the studio, um, mm. and then and then yeah, I skipped forward and, and watched Mike's. Um, yeah, yeah. She she asks him, um, "Do you have any personal goals?" And he said, um, "I want to shave my entire body." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Want to catch a disease and get rid of it? <laughs> Nothing too serious. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's one of the best interviews I've ever heard. And, and half of the time he's eating a sandwich and he's just mm. like, you, you know, he's just loads of eating noises. There's a lot of eating noises. He just in that doesn't interview. care. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On YouTube, though, there's, there's another um, documentary. So for a start, I'm surprised there's not more documentaries documentaries type material on, on YouTube for Faith No More yeah. um, but there is a documentary made by a kid in his bedroom a kid in his bedroom yeah it's, I think he's an adult he's an adult he's a grown man <laughs> in his bedroom but I, and look, look I've got only good things to say about him really it's a really good a really solid effort of, it's um, great of a documentary it's really good there. yeah mm. I wish yeah. I could remember it now to give him some credit um, I can't remember the name it's called it begins with an R it's a one word beginning with an R he does really well retrospective yeah and he goes through, uh, you know, the full history of the band, and he, he has a lot of knowledge. Yeah, it's really well made, and and yeah, there's really not a lot else on YouTube um, that that um, that ticks that box. So no, uh, yeah, give give him a listen. No, there's there's so many interviews out there by them, but but as Doug said, like you just don't know what's real and what isn't. Mm. You know, Mike Mike Patton saying that he gets his lyrical ideas from fortune cookies and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> so um, it's that point in the show. I don't know if it's even worth asking. Are you a are you a super fan? Me, um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I hoped in the back of my mind I'd do better than three, mm. but you just never know because because you you come out with these curveball questions. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still I love this band so much. Absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah, and and I definitely I definitely like to read up more about them, and um, I find them very entertaining, um, interesting people. You know, I hope I hope that will keep going. My you know my interest in them. Yeah, I wonder if they'll release any more material. Maybe um, they've got their their tour coming up, and they're, and they're all working on their own things still. Yeah, they're all busy people, great creative people. So hopefully that'd be great. Yeah, so for me, the last two weeks has opened my eyes a lot because I just didn't know a great deal about Faith No More. Um, I'm not a super fan. I, I find one, one thing I do find difficult is how varied their sound is. It's very difficult to like one album yeah. and then, you know, go two two albums down the track and, and yeah. think, well, you know, this is the same band. It's so it's so different sometimes. I predictably like the real thing very much i think it's a great album yeah i i like angel dust but it's a slow burn angel dust definitely it, you, i can't listen to it i couldn't listen to it every day and it certainly took a good few listens for me to to appreciate it mm. and i like the early chuck mosley stuff i think that that's that grows on you and it's got a real charm to it yeah i think chuck, chuck kind of sounds a bit like an american joe strummer at times yeah, yeah. actually i was thinking that yeah, yeah. And, it, and it has got a real just a, a good fun punky vibe. It's not it's not that aggressive punk. It's good fun. Uh, yes. I like it. Yeah, he he is good at punk, definitely. Uh, but not a super fan. And yeah, so the the, the more recent stuff uh, is is less my style. Soul Invictus album of the year is a is a 
a pop album, in, in my opinion. <laughs> those those tracks have just been written to I, I don't know that that they've not got a lot of heart in them. Is the way it sounds to me. It sounds like they've been written with a very yeah, formulaic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was it. It wouldn't have been your album of the year then. It wouldn't have been my album of the year. No. Um, so yeah, it's another super fan from me, but really enjoyed it, and and I'm really happy that I now have a better understanding of, of Faith No More and 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 the work that they've done. Yeah, excellent. That brings us to the end. It's good fun. Uh, yeah, good fun. What's next? Uh, I don't know actually. I don't. I don't know if we've actually decided what's next. So we we did think. So the, there was discussion about doing the cult. We we looked at doing the cult, but uh, obviously in the because these this first season we're we're feeding the fire. We're not waiting for super fans to come to us. We're we're picking a band and then looking for the super fan. We decided on the cult and then went looking for a for a fan, and um, it's not so easy, is it? Well, the 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 ones that I found they didn't seem to want to know. Or maybe it is like you you said before to me, um, it is like a secret cult. <laughs> it is like a cult. They won't let us in. Oh no! It's we need definitely... to do an initiation. <laughs> You're gonna haze us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The things you got to do. Um, so we've got uh, we've got some ideas, um, but we will share them on social media. Yeah, you'll you'll soon see in the next next day. Or, well, you'll have seen it by now. This will be out on Friday. Um, oh yeah. So you'll have seen by now who who we're doing next. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but get in touch. Yeah, please get in touch. We didn't, uh, we didn't get um, enough feedback. I want to get more feedback. I want to get. I want my inbox to be, to be bursting. So, uh, superfancast at outlook dot com is is how you burst my inbox. You can go to Twitter. Superfancast one is our our Twitter handle. Uh, we are now on Facebook, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, Superfancast. That's just what it's called. We, there wasn't a one. So. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> we're the first one on there. <laughs> first and best. And patreon.com slash superfancast. So please please give us plenty of feedback in whatever format you want. You can also reach us on any of the channels that we're, that we're live on, uh, which is growing by the week. Podbean seems to be the most popular, but I think that's just because we're we're promoting it on Podbean. And also, just a side note, that so many of these channels are awful at, at giving statistics. Really awful. Like Stitcher, I still haven't got any stats from them. And I know that there are stats because I downloaded episode one. And it's still telling us that we have no downloads. So, yeah. Mm. So we're on Stitcher, Deezer, um, Apple Music now. That was the big one we, we, got, um, we, we got a couple of weeks ago. Google Podcasts, uh, whatever. Amazon Podcasts, tune in. Everywhere. We're everywhere. So you've got no excuse to not listen to us. <laughs> no excuses. Tell everyone you know. Tell your cousin. Tell uh, the receptionist at work. Tell the bus driver. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Thank you. Keep rocking. Speak to you soon. Toodaloo.